God's name and who he is, the I am who I am, is powerful. And if we can get a greater understanding and acknowledge his name more, there is a lot of power and promise and understanding who he is more. Um, Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 3, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is eternal life, that they may know you. God actually wants us to know him. And uh, he wants us to, to acknowledge him because he knows that it's powerful and it'll change us. So I'm going to turn in your Bibles to Psalm chapter 91 because there's a promise in here. Psalm 91. It's actually one of my favorite Psalms in the Bible. Psalm 91 and verse 14. Psalms is in the middle of your Bible. It says, verse 14, it says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Verse 14 says, Because he has set his love upon me, Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high. This is us he's talking about. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Because he has known my name. God's talking to us and saying, because you've set your love upon him and because you know his name. But you know what? His name is pretty awesome. And there are so many parts of his name. And that's what I want to talk about because there is a promise there. He says, you shall call upon me and I shall answer you. So when we know his name, when we set our love upon him and we know who he is more deeply, growing all the time, you don't just get to the end and go, oh, full revelation of God. That would be funny, wouldn't it? It would be sad, a little revelation. But if you fully, if you grow continually to know his name, he says he will set us on high and will call upon him and he will answer us and he will be with us in trouble and deliver us and show us his salvation and satisfy us with a long life. What's a long life? Amen. It's a long life. You've got a long way to go, people. Hallelujah. Stuff we can get up to in 120 or so years. Get excited about that. The many names of God in the Bible help us to understand who he is and his character, his works, and his relationship to us. When we understand him more, we can relate to him more deeply. When we understand who he is and the wholeness of his name, that I am that I am, but what does that mean? And that's what I want to unpackage today. So what is in a name? To quote Shakespeare, what's in a name? In our Western culture, personal names can be little more than a label to distinguish one person from another. Um, sometimes you even get a nickname. Who's got a nickname here? Have you? Oh, Des, Despina. Yes, a nickname. Ken, what's your name? Rabbit. Right. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Goodness knows what you'd be called, babe. <laughs> uh, 
Um, oh, dear. All right, but it, as you see, I can't figure out why people with red hair are called bluey. That's beyond me, but it must be some Australian colloquialism thing. But, um, but you know, in the Bible, Nick, um, names actually carry a huge significance because, you know, there is meaning behind the name. To a lot of people, the name God means little more than an idea of a supreme being. When we say God, as we grow to know him more, it means more. But for most people out in the world, God just means, oh, that's, you know, a supreme being who might have created the world, you know, and might be interested in us. But it says little to them about God's character, his ways, and God, what God means to us as human beings. And um, the names in the Bible are like little miniature portraits and promises. When you look at God's name in, in the original text in Hebrew, and you look at that and even in the Greek, they're like little miniature photographs or portraits of who he is and how he acts and how he feels, and his, how he feels towards us. And uh, in Scripture, a person's name identified them and stood for something specific. Names carried a sign of authority and power. And uh, that's evident in the fact that God actually didn't allow us to choose his name. He chose his names and, and just decided to share them with us. You imagine what we'd call God. You know, people will come up with all sorts of things. God actually chose his name and revealed it to us. And, um, you know, he chooses our names too. Look at, and he even changes them sometimes, you know, Abram to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah. And we talked about Simon to Peter. There's Saul to Paul. Yeah? So your name actually means something really important. Jacob to Israel. Um, the name Jesus is used in similar ways in the New Testament. You know, you'll find salvation is through his name. Believers are to gather in his name. Prayer is to be made in his name. And the book of Acts makes a frequent mention of worship and service in his name. And um, so there is many references. You know, it says that in the name of, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So there is something in the name of God that is powerful. Um, when, when Jesus was born and Isaiah prophesied, he said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's an Isaiah. So it's his name, and I love that. I read that this week, and I thought, you know, his name is wonderful. And that comes from the root word wonder, which means awe, a sense of awe. So when you think of Jesus, he actually wants you to get this awe and wonder and know that he wants our life to be full of awe and wonder, that all the, you know, the things that the world says are actually just cheap substitutes, that he wants to bring an awe and wonder into our life because that's his name. Jesus is with us. He lives within us. He's, he's, he's with us. And so we can't help but be full of awe and wonder. You know, you're awe and wonder. Yeah? And, and if we actually understand the name that we carry, that we're part of his family, that we belong to him, he is in us and we're in him, we're connected, then guess what? You're an awe and wonder. You're an awe and wonder. You don't have to have a cheap substitute of, you know, this guy to tag along to make me awesome and wonderful. You're already awe and wonder. Look to the person next to you and say, you're awesome and wonderful. Yeah? Awesome and wonderful. His name is Counselor. 
We don't have to worry about what to do. He is our counselor. He'll show us what to do because Jesus says that is his name. He says that he is mighty God, that we don't have to worry about how to do stuff because he said he is mighty and he is God and that he will help us with anything we encounter in life. See how powerful his name is? He says that he is Prince of Peace. Jesus is our peace, Ephesians said. So when we're looking at it, we say, you know what? I've got Jesus with me. He is my peace. That's part of his name, that he is a counsellor, that he is wonderful, that he is Prince of Peace, that he is everlasting Father. We're never alone. We're part of a family. If we want to know God better, then we must get to know his name better. We must get to know what it means in his name. And there's significance to each of his names. You look at the Jesus, the significance that he is wonderful, that he's our counsellor, that he's our Prince of Peace, that I am who I am. That's what he was saying. He's got so much in his name that he would have been standing there for a year telling Moses, so he just said, I am who I am. But then as, as you know, his relationship unfolded and you see through the Old Testament, he revealed what I am who I am meant. So I want to talk to you about what it is. Can I have the first slide, hon? It's the name that um, the Hebrew for this, in the scripture for God's holy covenant name. Now, can you go to the Yahweh, but it's the original? Have you got that, the first slide? No? W, the YH, WH, have you still got that? Ah, oh, okay, I haven't got that. I'm sure I put that in. Anyway, so they're actually in history, they've actually lost the ability to, to say the name of God because it was YHWH. And so they didn't, and, and because when the, only the priests were allowed to say the name of God, and when the temple was destroyed in 70 AD, then um, the, the priests, they were disbanded, and so nobody knew how to say his name. So then some extra words were added, some extra letters were added that we get Yahweh, which is Y-A-H-W-E-H. So they didn't know how to pronounce it. So through history, they've gone, okay, we don't know how to say this, but we want to talk about God. So they've added some letters to make it so that we can say his name. But uh, initially, it was such a reverence for the name of God that only very few said it because it was like so, so powerful and so important. You know, and boy, have we come a long way from that. You know, there is power in his name. There's power in the name of Jesus. And you you see people, you know, when they hit themselves or they kick their toe, they say it when they, you know, oh, my God, you know. There's power and reverence. And, you know, when the uh, way, way back, when they had an understanding of who God was, there it is, they couldn't even say that. It was like it was so, so powerful and so awesome because God is a God of awe and wonder. But as the time went by, they put in a few letters to be able to say Yahweh. And as, as history goes by, then people translated, and that's where you get Jehovah from. Yahweh, Jehovah, it all is to, and those letters, it's all to do with Lord. The Lord of Lord, Lord of hosts, King of kings, Lord over all. That's what that name means. Um, but I want to talk about some other names that, where God reveals himself. Um, through his, and he shows us his character. And the first one that we had up a minute ago, Aloha. Now, this is Hebrew, so forgive my translation of it or my pronunciation of it, but it means God mighty and strong and prominent. 
God appears and he shows us that he is powerful. And if you see through the, the Bible, you'll see in Isaiah and Numbers and Nehemiah that he is a God of power. And anytime you see that Al, that means that is associated with power. So when you see Elohim, has you got that one? Elohim means God the creator and he revealed himself. You'll do it, okay. Elohim means that God is creator. So when God is talked about in Genesis and he means God made the world, that is the word that is used in the original Hebrew and it means creator God, mighty, powerful, brought the world into existence. So when you talk about God, when you say God, you're actually saying Elohim, you are creator, you are mighty, you are powerful, you brought the world into existence, you spoke and there was light. When we say God, that's why I said I am who I am, because he's saying I am mighty and strong. So when we say Lord, I just thank you, you're actually saying Lord, I thank you to your creator, that you are mighty, that you are powerful. You know, can you understand if you acknowledge God's name? just how powerful it is because you're speaking it out. And if you know, then all the hosts of heaven and all the hosts of hell know too. You know, there is something powerful in us acknowledging and understanding the power behind the name, who he is and who is with us. He is creator God. Whatever you face, he's a creator and he can handle it. He is mighty and he can handle it. El Shaddai, I love this one because El Shaddai means God Almighty, all-sufficiency. It is a picture of, a, um, in the Hebrew text, it is a picture of a woman nursing a baby, nursing at the breast. And in the Hebrew, it actually means breasty one because it is giving nourishment. So when you go to God and you understand he is El Shaddai, he is the breasty one. He is the one that gives you all nourishment. He gives you everything you need. He gives you, it sustains us, that he is our sustenance, that he, we are complete in him. A little baby, when they're nursing at the breast, they don't know anything else. And God wants us to know that he is El Shaddai, that he is our all sufficiency. And it talks about that in the New Testament, and that he, we have all sufficiency in him. You don't need anybody else. You don't need anything else when you've got him because he is a creator and he'll create out of nothing for you. He'll provide for you, but he is your El Shaddai, God Almighty, all sufficiency. That's a kick butt one. Amen? So God wants us to acknowledge his name. When you say, oh God, that you're actually saying, you're creator, you're all sufficient, you're mighty. That's what you're saying when you say, oh God, help me. And when you acknowledge his name, you're putting all the power of his name behind what you're praying, what you're saying. Let's carry on. Adonai means Lord. It means Lord above all. Lord of lords. He's lost that one. Um, Jehovah or Yahweh Jireh. We know that song, Jehovah Jireh. That's my vacuuming song. Yeah. (laughs) Jehovah Jireh or Yahweh Jireh. Are you laughing at me up there? The Lord will provide. It's from Genesis chapter 22. It's actually God revealed himself as Yahweh Jireh when Abraham took his son Isaac up to the mountain and he was so confident that God would provide that he was prepared to give his son as a sacrifice. His only son, a picture of Jesus. And he was prepared to give his only son knowing, you know what? God, you can bring my son back from the dead. 
You've said that I will have, my descendants will multiply as many as the stars in the sky, and here is my son. You've asked me to give him to you, but I know that you will provide. And God provides a ram out of the thicket, and he takes his son off the altar, and, the, and, he, and he sacrifices the lamb instead. And he revealed himself as Yahweh Jireh, or Jehovah Jireh, as you know, the Lord will provide. If you've got a need, if you've got bills on the fridge, if you've got things that you're just you know, thinking, how will it be? Acknowledge God as Jehovah Jireh, Yahweh Jireh. He is the God who will provide. It's a great vacuuming song. Yeah, there's a song for every occasion I've decided, but that one's a great one. You know, I've kicked a lot of devil butt and a lot of Bill's butts with that Yahweh Jireh song. Yeah, God who will provide. So when you say, God, help me, you're saying, Yahweh Jireh, you will provide. Yahweh, you are creator. Yahweh Elohim, you are, you know, you are it. Are you getting this this morning? I'll just preach myself happy. Yeah, Yahweh Rapha, the Lord who heals. Now, actually, I forgot. I got all excited. Here we go. I'm going to give you some stickers out. Yahweh, here we go. Yahweh Rapha. Who wants Jehovah Jireh? Jehovah. Who has, a, who has a Jehovah Jireh need? All right, here we go. This is for you. Jehovah Jireh, every time. And this one is, is healed, 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 healed. <laughs> Yeah? It's like God wants us to know his name, and he says, I have given you my name. I have given you my name. That he has, he has given us everything we need to live and breathe and, and to have our being. And so he expects us to know what his name means. Um, Jeho- now we'll go to the next one. I know there's a long list of them, but I want us to get that. There's Yahweh Nisi, the Lord our banner. That's where a banner is understood to be a rallying place. It's a name that actually commemorates. God revealed himself as Yahweh Nisi or Jehovah Nisi when um, they they had a victory in the desert. And there was like, he held his hands up and Moses' hands up and he he revealed himself as, as I am your banner. I'm your rallying place. I am all that you need. You can... You know, like the, the world may be coming at you, your enemies may be coming at you, but I am a banner over you. I'm the rallying place. So when you need to, you need, you know, victory over your enemies, you run to the banner. You run to God because he's his banner over you. There you go. He's your banner. <laughs> Amen? Yahweh Shalom, the Lord is our peace. That he is our peace. The Lord um, gave, revealed himself to Gideon when he was... Um, an angel appeared to him and he was like, I'm going to get wiped out, you know, and he was afraid and he was going out to his enemies and the Lord showed himself and he says, I am Yahweh Shalom, I am your peace. And Jesus in Ephesians says, Jesus is your peace. He is Prince of Peace. He is everything we need. So when we're praying, when we're talking about God, when we have a need, bring his name because he actually promises in Psalm 91, if you will acknowledge my name. I will set you on high. I will deliver you. I'll satisfy you. I will answer when you call if you acknowledge my name. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in his name. And too often as a church and too often as Christians, we have no idea what his name actually means. The Hebrew, the Jews got it. They understood. They got schooled in this. But as, as you know, Gentile Christians, we're not, is anybody Jewish? None of us are Jewish, so we need to be taught this, that there's power in the Lord's name. Yeah? So Yahweh Shalom, and then say, Lord, our peace, that he is our peace, that he 
gives us everything we need. I'm going to give it up here, actually. <laughs> I had this vision as I was getting ready this morning of giving out, so the Lord knows where. So uh, I love this one, um, Yahweh Tiskanu. I'm probably not pronouncing it right, but the Lord, our righteousness, that he alone is, provides righteousness for, for man. They're, they're, you know what? We can spend a lot of time being good. Am I good enough? Am I, you know, am I doing enough works? Am I, am I um, up to scratch? And we compare ourselves to everybody else and go, well, I'm just not worthy enough to ask. That I'm just not, you know, am I good enough? And the Lord, he says that I am your righteousness. That I give it to you. That it's a gift that I give you. That you have the righteousness of God. And he actually calls us the righteousness of God. That we are the righteousness of God. That we, that we have everything we need in him. That we've been made right. <laughs> that we've been made right before him. Isn't that awesome? We don't have to strive and struggle anymore. Isn't that nice? We don't have to strive. We can have Yahweh Shalom, peace, because he is our righteousness. Yahweh Rahai. Rahai means the Lord as shepherd. This is David. He was pondering out with his little guitar, singing away, and he suddenly had this revelation that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me beside green pastures. You know, my cup overflows. That he is my shepherd. That he has everything that I need. And he revealed it to David. And it was like, when we get that, that he'll lead us, that he'll guide us, that he'll show us the path. He says, I'm a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. That he is our shepherd. That he has everything we need. He's your shepherd. <laughs> Amen? Amen. God's name is awesome, isn't it? I am who I am, he says. What have we got up there? Are you drawing sheep? How are you doing that? <laughs> well done, dear. I love this one. Yahweh Shema. The Lord is there. The Lord is there. It's ascribed to the Jerusalem and the temple, and God revealed himself. You know, the glory had departed. And then, he, and then he revealed himself and says, I'm here. The Lord is there, that he is Jehovah Yahweh Shema. That's for you. The Lord is there, that he is where we need him to be. I am who I am, God says. The Lord is there. Yahweh Shaboth, the Lord of hosts. Hosts means hordes. Say hordes. Come on, a bit louder. Hordes. The Lord is the Lord of hosts. That he, he um, both the angels and the hosts of heaven, and, you know, wherever he is, the name is expressive of majesty, power, authority of God, and shows that he is able to accomplish what he determines to do. That's a good one. Yeah? That he is the Lord of hosts. Now, where is it? I'm going to give it out. I can't find it now. I'll have to find it later. Oh, there it is. This one's for you. He's the Lord of hosts. <laughs> God's talking. All right. Now, the next one is El Elyon. Have we got that? No, we've got God who sees. I love this one. That the God is the God who sees. That he sees us. That he loves us. That um, I love, this is where God revealed himself to Hagar. She was kicked out. And she went wandering off into the desert and she had her little son with her. And, <laughs> and 
And um, he, saw, he saw her, that he saw her and her need. And he saw her and, he, and he, she said, you are the God. Saw her in distress and testified that he is a God who lives and sees her. Isn't that awesome? That he is a God who sees us. If we can understand that God is a God that sees us and loves us regardless, that he loves us. Just let that sink in. That he sees us. You know, often when I'm praying for people, I get this, tell them I see them. Because so often we feel like we're lost in the mix and we're lost in the, in the you know, does God even notice me? Does God see what I'm going through? Does God feel my pain? But God is a God who sees and he sees us and he loves us and he is a God who sees. Amen? Amen. Thank you for that lovely picture up there. Um, El Kabor, the mighty God, the name describing Messiah, the warrior. You know, when we need God to come in a flood for us, when, the, you know, when we need him to rush in and, and be there for us, he says that I am mighty God. It's the portion of scripture in Isaiah that God revealed himself and said that he is a mighty, powerful warrior, the Messiah that he will accomplish the destruction of God's enemy and rule with a rod of iron. It's talked about, <laughs> awesome, that he has muscles, he has. He's out kick butt. We don't have a wimpy little God, that he is a God that when we need him, he is there. When we need him to be our strength, that he is our strength, that he is, he is Messiah. Messiah means that he is anointed for anything that we need. So when you say, oh God, you're saying all these things. You're saying that he is creator. You're saying that he is your provider. You're saying that he is your healer. You're saying he's your righteousness. You're saying that he is your peace. You're saying, God, you are there. You are present with me. When you say the name of God, you're saying, I, he is who he is, but this is who he is. You understand how powerful it is that he is mighty warrior, that he is, he is mighty. Amen. And you know what? He says that he's given us his name. So guess what? You're mighty. You're God. He's got a banner. She's got a banner thing happening. You no, know? awe and wonder happening. That you're, you've got healing on you. You've got everything you need. You, you've got righteousness on you. You've got everything you need in him. See, when you acknowledge God's name, how powerful it is, if we can get it, if we can get who we are in him, that he is... Everlasting God. God's nature is without beginning or end, free from all constraints of time. I like this one. That is, that is Yahweh Elohim, which I don't know if it's up there. But it means everlasting God. That he is not constrained by time or space. That he is the everlasting one. That he's, he's just so big. You know, and sometimes we think, oh, God is constrained by time. God is not constrained by time. And if you start to get into the things of the Spirit, you'll understand that he's not constrained by time at all, but that's another sermon. But he is the everlasting God. He is everlasting. Yahweh Mikadesh is the Lord who sanctifies and makes us holy. He makes us holy. He makes it, you know, he says that he cleanses us, that we don't have to... Um, strive or struggle, we just, he says, I make you holy, so be holy. I make you holy, so be holy. And here's our sanctification. 
And then he expects us to walk in that. You know, it's a bit like a little boy riding along on his bike and he falls into a ditch and gets all dirty. And then somebody comes along and pulls him out and, and rescues him. And that's what God is like for us. And he cleans, us up, cleans them up. And, you know, but then he makes a decision. Does he jump back in the ditch or does he keep on riding along? And too often we, get, we know that we're sanctified, but then we jump back in that ditch again. And God says, I have sanctified you. I am Yahweh Mekadesh, God who sanctifies, which means to make holy. But then he expects us to walk in holiness. So God who makes us holy. This one's for you, Stuart. He makes us holy and then he causes us to walk in holiness. And then he says, be holy as I am holy. Amen? The Lord who sanctifies. Isn't it good to know God's name? Yeah, how powerful it is. Now, just if you didn't get one, you didn't miss out. It's just there's so many. Go look for one. Yeah. It's like God wants us to know him, and it's an invitation. When you understand and acknowledge God's name, like in Psalm 91 says, if you acknowledge me, he says, I'll lift you up on high, and you have everything you need. You know, God's word isn't just, you know, this little glib thing. Oh, I have everything I need. Well, that's nice, but you're not living my life. God knows. God knows. And that's why he gave us his name, that if you pray in the name of Jesus and believe that what you ask will be done. But too often we don't understand about the name we're praying. So when you pray in the name of Jesus, where he's given his name, and you pray over a need understanding that he is Yahweh Jireh, your provider, then he provides because that's his name that he's going to back up. His name is important. I am who I am. He is who he is. And when you understand who his name is, then there's power in it. And the devil, he runs because he's like, oh, no, they've figured it out. There's power in the name of Jesus. That's why that song, there's power in the name of Jesus, because we only understand, because he's connected. You know, God is God. And he wants us to understand that. He wants us to understand that we're never alone. We're never alone. And sometimes when you have a revelation of God and you know that you're called to walk in holiness, it can get lonely. It can be that often, I read this quote this week, it says, often revelation brings isolation. Loneliness is not an indication of abandonment. It's an invitation to intimacy to the one who knows you better than anyone else. When God calls us to walk his ways and he calls us to walk in holiness and know his name and treat it as special and know that we're special so that we need to stay out of things that aren't good for us. We need to trust him, that we need to pray and believe. You know, sometimes that can feel a little bit lonely because everybody else is having a spack attack around you or doing stuff around you. But, you know, God's saying, it's not, I'm not trying to cause you to be lonely in the fact that you might feel different. It's an opportunity for you to have intimacy with me. It may feel lonely to stand up for him, but you are never alone as you walk with him because God wants us to recognise and acknowledge more de- deeply who he is, who is with us. And if we're so busy out here trying to fill those spaces with everything and everyone else, we're never going to fully understand who is actually with us because we miss it. We're trying to fill that need 
with something else. When he says, I am all and all. I am who I am. He is who he is. And he doesn't take it lightly that he's given us his name. He says, I've given you my name and you can use it. He doesn't take that lightly because he is. He is our healer. He is our provider. He is our righteousness. He is our sanctification. He is Lord of lords and Lord of hosts. He's our righteousness. He's everything. And he doesn't take it lightly that he's given us his name and he's given it and we're able to have it. Why? Because Jesus went to the cross for us. He went and he went through all that pain and that sorrow and that being separated from the Father and he went to the cross for us so that we could have his name. And he doesn't take it lightly that it's stamped on us. He doesn't take it lightly that we're clothed in his name and we do. We can take it too lightly what he has given us and we miss the power in his name. There is power in the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. One day, everybody has to give an account of who is that name and who is behind that name. And when you're faced with stuff in our lives and stuff comes, Jesus said you'll have trials and tribulations. But why did he say you have overcome? I have overcome because he gave you his name to overcome with. And that's his name. All the things that we talked about this morning are his name. He said, you've overcome because you know my name. And he know, we know his name. So it's actually our responsibility to walk in that. Don't go, oh, God. Because what are you saying when you say, oh, God? You're actually saying, God, the provider. God, our righteousness. God, our healer. God, our peace. When you say, oh, God. That's actually what you're saying. And if you understood that, you wouldn't be going, oh, God, you'd be going, God. You understand the difference? That's why he says in Psalm 91, if you acknowledge my name, I will lift you up on high. I will answer you when I call to you. I will deliver you. I will show you long life and show you my salvation. That's why. Because when you know his name, you know the power behind his name. So I encourage you this week, if you have a need, if you know there's a lack, if you know there's a hurt, if you know there is a disappointment, if you know there is sin, if you know there is stuff that shouldn't be in your life, apply his name to it. I saw, I saw when I was preparing, giving out those stickers, and it's like, apply his name. Apply his need, apply his, you know, the need you have, and apply his name to it. That's what it means to walk in the word, is to apply what the word says, and it's all in his name. I am who I am. He is who he is, and who he is is with us. Amen? Let's pray together. You can? We got a mic for a phone. That one there. I don't know if it's going to reach. Yep. You just really feel... Um, I'd like to share with you my name that Dale's given me because I wanted the peace. I put my hand out for that. <laughs> and she gave me this and it's really, really touched me <laughs> because, um, sorry, <coughs> just have to get myself together. Um, I was very sick with cancer 20 years ago and God gave me this name. 
he said to me one morning when I was walking through the shower. It just came to me, the Lord of hosts is with us. And, um, and I knew I was going to be okay. Yeah? Thank you. You see how powerful his name is? Giving out, so you, know, you don't think it's weird what you've got, um, but yeah, God, God is awesome, and His name is powerful, and He is the Lord of Hosts, and He's everything we need. So be blessed as you as you walk that this week, as you walk it out. That He's our peace, that He is mighty in us, and if you haven't got one, then borrow somebody else's. You know, there's plenty of His name to go around. That He is an everlasting God. That He is everlasting. Amen. Let's pray. Did I get to pray together? I didn't. Now let's pray. Lord, I thank you for um, your word, Lord, that it is a rhema word, it is a living word. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would meet every need in this place. Lord, that we would have a deeper understanding and acknowledge who you are in us. Lord, that you are with us, but just what that means, that who is with us, and we would grow in that that we would grow in that and grow in you. Thank you, Lord, that you are there for us. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.